Hey, welcome to Creative Block. We're your host, Gene. And V, we interview people in the animation industry about their life, work, and hobbies while we doodle jam. We ask people on Twitter if they had specific topics they want us to discuss, as well as some drawing prompts. And today with us, we have Mathieu Cousin. Cousin. I didn't Hi. say that right. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Thanks for having me. Uh, so glad to be Thanks here. Thanks for being on the show. You are an incredibly talented artist. Uh, I've been a big fan of your work for a while. Um, and so I'm really glad that you decided, uh, agreed to come on our show because I'd love to hear about your journey yes. and uh, how you got to, uh, to where you are. Uh, but for those who don't know who you are, tell us who you are and what you do. Uh, sure, yeah. I, I'm Matthew Cousin. I'm a, a freelance artist situated in Sweden. Uh, I've done a couple of different things. I've done concept art for mobile games. I've done illustrations, uh, comics and comic book covers. Uh, but my main thing, so to speak, would be character designs. Uh, and yeah, I'm currently a character designer on Disney's The Owl House. Yeah. That is so cool. Yeah, and you're regularly posting designs from, from the show too, and they're always like incredible. I mean, that, that whole show looks great. And uh, yeah, I want to I want to applaud that. Yeah, I'm sure it's a lot <laughs> of <you>. work. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a lot of cool people working on the house. Uh, a lot of them definitely whom I like followed before I even started like as a freelance artist. Uh, and then yeah, when I discovered I got to work with those guys, I was like, oh my god. <laughs> Because I remember, I remember your art from the Tumblr days. Like you were really big on Tumblr, and do you, were there were these people also uh, people you followed like back from Tumblr? Uh, yeah, back from Tumblr, and even further beyond. Like, uh, if we maybe I shouldn't. Okay, I sh I don't. I won't mention him because maybe that <laughs> will embarrass him. Uh, but there was one uh, artist who works on the Owl House that I followed even before Tumblr when. Do you guys remember Blogspot? Oh, of oh course, yes! Yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, I had a Blogspot. <laughs> so yeah, there, there was this one artist there who works on the Owl House who used to upload his illustrations and Inktober's there. Uh, and that was like, I think that was like 10 years ago or something. Uh, I don't know. And I, it's just so fun that I get to work next to him or yeah. Sure. Or sort of yeah. next to him. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, virtually next to him. Um, but that's part of uh, part of the thing, right? Is that you're working remote from Sweden on the show? Mm -hmm. uh, is that uh, well? You know what? We're getting ahead of ourselves. We should we should take yeah. it back. Um, tell us about uh, kind of how you got your start doing art. What initially inspired you to get into it, and uh, and all that. Uh, all right, sure. Uh, should I go back like to the very beginning? Wherever you want. Wherever yeah. you feel like. Yeah the significant moments yeah i guess i could yeah i mean i always had like uh, a big interest in drawing and art uh, as i grew up i grew up with five other siblings and we always uh, encouraged each other to draw and like create uh, ideas and stories together we would like i love that yeah we would like make up our own comics and ocs we would uh, try doing flash cartoons how old were you when you were trying to do flash cartoons? Uh, like, I think we were like 10 years old or something. Wow. <laughs> but you know, th they weren't much to brag about. Uh, they were like, that's sure, figures. but that's still. You I were mean, still like learning the technique, well, right? Like, like, I mean, that's like the interest and like your drive was there. Yeah, exactly. Because, uh, yeah, we were super interested like in uh, computers and games and digital stuff even mm -hmm. though uh, our dad wasn't like <laughs> super into it it never like stopped us from exploring yeah the medium yeah yeah when i i mean i started doing flash pretty early but not yeah ten. that's impressive i think it's and it's like i think when you're a kid at that age it's it's uh it's fun to just like break into a software and just start figuring it out right it's like that's the perfect time to to kind of just like mess around with with do you remember what kind of uh animations you were making at that time like what what was the stuff you were doing uh well it was mostly like stick figure fights uh, yeah of course yeah of course <laughs> yeah stuff like that uh i remember we 
yeah, we used to like do- download music and audio files from like LimeWire and stuff uh, mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. Put, in, put into our work. Uh, we also had some, we had some really weird audio files that we got from some emulator, uh, mm. like a Spider-Man uh, game from a PS1 emulator or something. Oh wow! Uh, <laughs> and and we like try to. Uh, combine those audio files and make it into a story <laughs> that's so funny and were you like posting those online or was were you just kind of doing these for like yourself and your siblings uh yeah we were just like doing that for ourselves we i don't think our like internet connection wasn't good enough for <laughs> oh, okay. posting stuff online and we didn't know sure, sure. english that well either oh uh, that's true when do you feel like you started uh being like fluent enough in English do you feel comfortable online it's I was pretty late into the online uh, game where I like really took it seriously it wasn't in, until I was like 20 or something where I uh, started uploading for real and like interacting with uh, people oh interesting online very interesting were you and your siblings did you all decide to pursue a career in art or like Were you just like the one that was like, this is my thing? <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, both my older siblings, my big sister and big brother, they dropped drawing pretty uh, fast. Uh, I always kept an interest in it. Uh, and my younger siblings, uh, they don't pursue it professionally, but they still have uh, a very keen interest in, in art uh, and like appreciation. Uh, of the creative process that's uh, awesome they st- they still like love uh, cartoons and comics uh, and video games and all that did you um by uh, any chance did you ever kind of like take any art classes or what was how did you pursue art as a like teenager and did and did you kind of like go to art school after graduating uh yeah so in high school uh, that was the first time i was able to like uh, sp- uh go more in depth into art uh, and yeah after that i studied two years uh, at an art school because uh, i wanted to go even more uh, in depth uh, and explore Uh, what you could like accomplish as an artist what kind of uh what kind of uh art were you studying was it like art for animation or for comics or was it fine arts uh no that it was the type of school where you, you could like try out a bunch of different mediums so i was like trying out painting what's it called when you're yeah sculpting uh all that sort of stuff mm-hmm. uh, but it always like fell back on drawing for me Yeah, it's cool that you got those opportunities to try that mm-hmm. stuff out, though. So it's like you never know. I feel like there's uh, I wish that I could have had a chance to try more things, you know, different kinds of mediums, because like I'm not very good with physical media. Did you is there any other um, media that you liked other than just like, um, you know, pay, like paper drawing, traditional drawing? No, not to. There was nothing I liked as much as drawing, I would say. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> I mean, painting was sort of close to it, but yeah, not the same. Mm-hmm. Cause your your art has such a strong sense of volume that um, I would not have been surprised if you said that you like did some you know sculpting or some kind of work with uh, like clay or sculpey or something like that. Oh, really? Because that's something that I've struggled with a lot. Uh, I don't feel like it was until fairly recently that I uh, my drawing started to gain volume and like a more three D dimensional uh, feel. Because mm-hmm. uh, before then I had I feel like I opted for a more graphic uh, style. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, people would usually co- uh, compliment me in that way, like they would say, "Oh, your style is very appealing, even though it's kind of flat." Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> What made you make that uh, shift into drawing with uh, more volume? Uh, I think, yeah, it was partly because, yeah, uh, 
people were like, oh, <laughs> it looks kind of flat. So I wanted to like... Ah, really? <laughs> prove, yeah, so, so I made... Yeah, uh, I've done that a lot uh, with my style that I made like very conscious decisions to change mm. it. I never wanted to like uh, stay at the same place, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, and as a designer... I also realized that how important it is to think uh, three-dimensionally. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, Did you... Um, so, because you grew up in Sweden and you went to school in Sweden, did you... What were you thinking about in terms of what your career could look like uh, with art? Like, did you just... Uh, when you pursued this career, were you thinking like... Uh, oh yeah, I'm going to go into animation. Or were you just kind of like, well, I'll just take it one step at a time and see where this leads me? Uh, yeah, it was more like the <laughs> second one where I and I just knew that I wanted to draw. Uh, I always like changed or like my, what I wanted uh, to do with my drawing always changed. Like uh, at some point that I wanted to be a concept artist. Uh, but then I shifted and was like, no, I want to be like a Warhammer artist. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. That always changed. It wasn't until, uh, yeah, during art school where I was like, okay, I got to really decide on uh, specialization because uh, I don't want to just like float around in space for everything being like, oh, maybe I should do this. Maybe I should do that. Right. Uh, and I think... Yeah, at the time, my style uh, was very suited for comics animation because I like to draw fun, expressive characters and I really like to draw with uh, ink and paper at the time too. Uh, and that's where I ended up because uh, after art school, I uh, applied for a comic book school uh, in Malmö. Oh, nice. Oh, wait, so the art school mm. you went to, was it like a, a high school? Uh, yeah. I don't know. Do, do you have that in America? It's not high school and it's not university. It's something in between. Oh. I don't think so. Not really. There's like community college, but that's not really the same. Yeah, I think it's something like that. Yeah. It's closer really? to okay. a community oh, college. Oh, yeah. Uh, so you don't get like a real degree or anything. So Yeah, it's an associate degree. It's just two years usually. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. And it was the same deal with the comic book school. Oh, nice. Uh, but yeah, anyway, the, the comic book school... Uh, I feel like was the real game changer, uh, not because of the education itself, uh, that was like, all right. Uh, but it was more like the people I met there, uh, the transition I had from traditional art to digital uh, and my journey into the online world of art. Mm -hmm. Oh, do you feel like uh, school uh, kind of was what kind of pushed you a little bit into the uh, uh, online sphere or was it more the people you were hanging out with? It was more the people I was hanging out with because the, the comic book school where they didn't talk much about the possibilities of online work. They were more focused on the Swedish comic book sphere, which was uh, fairly small in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Like you only had... Yeah, a couple of choices uh, to pick from uh, if you wanted to work in Sweden. Uh, so yeah, but it was my classmates that uh, convinced me like to uh, start uploading uh, and like searching uh, for art online. Uh, and you know, it, it's not like I didn't know about that world. Uh, I had been on DeviantArt in sure. the past, and like we talked about, uh, I used to follow a bunch of blogspots. <laughs> Mm -hmm. when that was a thing <laughs> yeah but yeah it wasn't until then that i like deep dived really into it uh like more specifically the world of tumblr and tumblr was like so big at the time like you could find any type of artist in there uh and you know they would like form their own communities and do projects together uh mm -hmm. I, I don't know it just felt like you got more closer to artists and the work than uh, before. I think that's really true. That yeah, what great. you're saying that you could get closer to artists because you could like like and reblog, but on top of that, you could comment, which and like you could reply to comments. I guess it was like the instant 
wait uh, oh it was the dms that was the big difference between blogspot and tumblr i think uh that made it so yeah. that you could kind of like form friendships online yeah yeah the dms and like the ability to like reblog and easily like share other people's work yeah yeah because yeah. that became like a form of communication as well uh it really was because I remember your Tumblr that you had the inside and the outside. And that I was like, that is so smart. <laughs> it's like, this one is the, is the work you produce and the other one is the work you like. I was like, oh, good. <laughs> oh my God, I can't believe you remember that. I do because you were reblogging a lot of really cool stuff. Like, um, and it's funny because when we're going to talk about your influences, we can even like talk about this blog because you had, yeah, Let's do it now. Had, like all these, like the art from like other like artists, like that were our age, but also sometimes you would reblog like video game, like concept art or like, you know, uh, comics or animation. Like it was just like very, very broad. I feel. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, li I like to keep my interest broad and. Yeah, like with Tumblr and like the online world, like uh, it opened up so many new, like you get so many new sources of inspiration. Suddenly it wasn't just like a handful of artists uh, and like comic books that you like. It was like uh, like over a thousand different artists that all like would inspire you. And they, and they, yeah, they would like upload every day. They would like go through their process uh you would like see the behind the scenes uh of how yeah of how they worked um it was just super inspiring tumblr is kind of this last like breath of the actual like art driven platform because it's, uh, like deviantart was such a nice community centered around art and tumblr obviously was more than just art or or um you know animation but like man like that it feels like there was a lot of opportunity for growth within Tumblr and building those communities. And like, I don't really know what that is anymore. Like, cause you know, Twitter's not great. <laughs> we all know Twitter's not great. <laughs> Instagram's not great. So it's just, it sucks that Tumblr went the way it did because it was, it was a lot of fun. And I think a lot of careers got started because of it, you know, like, like a lot, both of you for 100%. sure. It sounds like I would it, agree it, with that. Really, yeah. Yeah. It, for it helped launch you. And then I, I don't think it was as much for me, but I come from, you know, sort of the, uh, but it did help. I, mean, I, I come more from the, from like the, the animation world and, and uh, Newgrounds and all these things. Um, but for comic artists and illustrators, especially like Tumblr was huge. And so, I don't know. I hope something new comes along yeah. soon. I do feel like, Hopefully. I don't know. I feel like some people are like, like, I feel like I see a little bit of that with like Discord. Like it's like more like Discords now. So it's a little bit like communities. Uh, but I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've seen anything much here about like, you know, what's the, wh where's, wh what would you say is the platform where you get, where you get the most engagement now? Uh, definitely Twitter. Mm. Yeah. Which, you know, yeah, yeah. Like you said, Twitter. It's not the prettiest place. No. There's, I don't know. Yeah. It's not as focused on art. There's not a sense of community. Uh, there's a lot more uh, unavoidable, like, drama. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I feel like the site itself, like, promotes. Yeah, it's fueled that, by it. Yeah, exactly. It's, like, fueled by ne negativity. Uh, mm -hmm. And people just feel more inclined to, I don't know, participate in that sort of drama. Uh, I mean... There, there was drama on Tumblr too, but I, I didn't experience that much of it. I was, I thought it was pretty easy to to avoid it. Yeah, uh, ex exactly. Like if you follow the right people, it was super easy to avoid it. But I don't know. With Twitter, it can just like appear on your homepage because of uh, it's constant. Yeah. You have like um, it's constant. You have like and, yeah. a. Uh, close to 50k followers. Uh, do you have you noticed kind of like? Uh, a difference in the way people engage with you uh, the, uh, every like throughout the different benchmarks that you went through I guess on Twitter like like do you, do you feel like there's anything different between like when you were 10k to when you were 20k to now <laughs> mm, not really actually uh, I think I've been pretty lucky in that regard that I haven't received a lot of negativity uh, around my work and my uploads uh, then again, I don't share a lot of my 
personal thoughts or opinions. I was gonna yeah. say, do, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you feel like you do? You, do you feel like you share much of like yourself on there? Because that's where you get into some, some <laughs> gross internet shit. I think that's smart but though. That's when people start judging. Yeah, you. I feel like yeah. Oh, it's, it's smart. Like it it kind of like keeps it more professional. Um, that's so interesting. But I'm like so glad that you're still posting on Tumblr. I've been using Tumblr a lot more recently, and it's been just really nice. And I'm so glad to see that you're still posting there. <laughs> Yeah, I went back to Tumblr this year because, I don't know, uh, it was like the, you know, after the, uh, the bombs had dropped and like <laughs> everybody's poking their head out, like seemingly, seemingly yeah. it's okay. Uh, it seems like there's been a bit of a return. Yeah, I, I still think it's a good platform. Uh, I still like the format, uh, how you can arrange your pictures, yeah. uh, how you can edit your posts. Uh, it's still a lot more art friendly than Twitter. Uh, it's just that people Agreed. don't hang around anymore yeah. or not as much people. Yeah, they don't. I mean, it's evolved into this weird thing where like, like TikTok might be the, the big one for art now. And that's bizarre to me because wow. it's, a, it's, you know, like, uh, but artists, especially younger artists will use it in a way where they'll like show themselves drawing the thing and then at the end they like reveal what they were drawing and it's like this whole other layer to it that it's like i don't want to have to do this i'm like i'm too old and i don't know i don't want to have to like take a funny video a fun video set to like lil nas x of me drawing a thing i like, guess we I just, just have to get vtubers like i different. could do it <laughs> we just need i VTubers. would do it if i had like an avatar <laughs> i don't want my face to be everywhere uh i don't know yeah, yeah it's like yeah, I know, and I, I feel like like much you're pretty private in that sense as well. Like you don't draw yourself often, and you don't really like put pictures of you out there, right? Uh, no, yeah, I'm pretty reserved in that way. Uh, I'd like to like uh, come out of my shell a bit more. Uh, maybe not by like uh, oversharing uh, stuff online, but uh, I want to try and do like art streams and stuff uh, where I can talk casually. Oh, nice. Uh, with my followers, uh, but yeah. I still want to keep my blogs relatively clean, so to speak, since they, uh, yeah, for one, I don't want to overshare, and two, my blogs have sort of become my portfolio. Yeah. Since I don't have a real portfolio site, all my employers will have to go to my blogs to see my work, and yeah, I don't want them to scroll through like 100 gaming opinions or whatever to find <laughs> <laughs> my designs talking about portfolios and being a professional and all that um so when you went to the comic uh school what was what was mm -hmm. your first paid gig uh as an artist uh was it during school was it after school and kind of how was how was looking for work like for you uh so yeah, I I only had one uh, Swedish job. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was for, for a comic, but besides that, uh, I got all my work uh, online. And I, yeah, I started out pretty small, just like focusing on uploading stuff every day. Uh, like I drew fan art and joined tags to try and build up an audience. Uh, and eventually from that, I started doing private commissions, uh, you know, like... Uh, character commissions like uh, $25 for a full body, uh, $15 for half a character. <laughs> uh, and then I would start uh, start uh, to make and sell my own products like comic and sketchbook signs, uh, which also was like a real big fa thing back on Tumblr back then. Mm. And yeah, luckily, uh, since I was uh, in a comic, comic book school, uh, I was able to print them there. Uh, and I could sell them at the Swedish uh, Comic Con. I remember. I met you there. I don't know if you remember. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. I remember. Yeah. Uh, I still have a poster I bought from you because you were with uh, Piao Studio at the time. I was. Right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nice. Oh, my gosh. It's so fun. I love having all the Piao people on Creative Vlog. <laughs> like Piao <laughs> and Jason. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's so fun. Yeah. How many times did you go to the Swedish convention? Uh, I only went there twice, but yeah, it was always uh, fun go uh, going to the Piao table because they were also like this sort of window to the outside world, like 
they always went like beyond the Swedish yeah. sphere uh, and they like dabbled in Canadian and American comics as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I would uh, sell my uh, like signs there uh, and the ones that I didn't sell there, I would like ship internationally uh, uh, and I would also sell them as digital PDFs through Gumroad. And eventually through like those uh, online uploads and indie products, uh, I would get started to get noticed by like studios from overseas and yeah i started getting freelance work from there that's awesome i love that like you started like by doing commissions and then um just kind of going to conventions and then like i don't know i love hearing the story it's like always so inspiring to me that like you know it's kind of like the internet way <laughs> of uh yeah exactly yeah. i think it's so cool though like so fun that you can pursue a career that way. <laughs> yeah. Do you feel like, a, how how uh, long were you uploading every day for before you feel like you kind of got noticed? Ooh. I guess it was for like, yeah, for a couple of months at mm. least. It is really difficult uh, when you first start out to gain an audience, yes. uh, re- regardless like of your skill. Uh, you There is a lot of luck involved in it. Sure. But yeah, like I said, it helps if you go to places where you have a bigger chance of getting noticed. Like if you use certain tags or if you uh, join like collaborative projects, like I was part of like uh, signs where like 30 other artists would like come together and like they all made like a piece (laughs) and then combined it into a full product. Yeah, that's fun. Is there, have you ever had any interest in like developing your own stories or worlds or, uh, you know, a graphic novel or anything like that? Uh, yeah, for sure. I've had like a lot of my own ideas. So, some I have been able to develop into small comics. Mm-hmm. I've never been able to develop a super big project like a graphic novel or anything like that. Because mm-hmm. I've, I mainly, uh, wanted to focus on improving my art and uh, getting hired. <laughs> sure, yeah, I mean, gotta pay the bills. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and like really big pro- projects comes with like really big risks. Uh, sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, I totally relate to what you're saying. I feel this is kind of one of the things that I'm like kind of facing now is like if you do want to like... Uh, take on a big project you have to take on big risks and how you know personality wise how much of a risk-taking personality are we you know (laughs) it's like I want to make my own comics and it's like it takes a lot of time you know like do I like keep working in the biz and uh make a good amount of money or take the risk of like not getting paid (laughs) and make my comic (laughs) Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's especially brutal, I imagine, for you people who live in LA, because it's just more costly to live there too, right? So expensive. Yeah, you can't take yeah. any risks. You will, you will be out on the street if you if you but don't have a job for a while. It's also pretty pricey. I remember when I went to um, Stockholm, it was like it, it, like it's not cheap. <laughs> I mean, maybe rent is fine, oh, no, but no, no, you know, no. but you're you're not in the capital, right? You're yeah, yeah. Luckily, I'm uh, I'm in a uh, small town uh, down in the south, so yeah. Okay, <laughs> that helps. <laughs> Being in a small town, do you feel like you have a community of artists to hang out with, or do you get your fill of like creative conversations through your online interactions or your your job? Uh, oh yeah, so. Uh... I do have some friends and family members who have studied and are still interested in art. Uh, But when it comes to the industry uh, in which I work, I'll turn to, I usually turn to the online world uh, for discussions and updates. Uh, And it's also the place where I get Mm -hmm. the most feedback uh, on my work Mm -hmm. and inspiration as well, I would say. Sure, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. How do you deal with creative block? when it hits you and what does it feel like to you 
So how I experience creative block isn't really me running out of ideas. Uh, there's always stuff I want to draw. Uh, it's more of me not finding the strength to draw or feeling like I'm not good enough to execute my ideas. Uh, now, one solution is just to take a break, step away from art for a while, uh, you know, go outside or play uh, some video games or whatever. Uh, but another one that I find very useful uh, is to focus on study drawing, uh, you know, like studying anatomy, uh, doing life drawing, etc. Because it's a way to sure. save your creative energy, but still feeling like you're getting a lot of things done uh, by purely practicing your observational skill. Uh, and of course, it's super useful for your art in general, uh, no matter what your style or focus is. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, <laughs> that's something that's like kind of gotten me out of uh, some pretty like dark uh, blocks because you're just because like you said, you can just like watch and draw and you know that you're being productive you just you're not you don't have to worry so much it's really gratifying <laughs> and then you like look at your sketchbook and you're like awesome in 30 minutes i drew like i don't know 10 pages of drawings <laughs> it's like what's your favorite type of uh life drawing is it like the short poses or the longer poses uh i like to do like because I use uh, websites mm -hmm. for my life drawing. Uh, so they usually have this built-in class mode where you start out with short poses and eventually make it to longer poses. Mm. And yeah, those are my favorite to, uh, to do. Because then it gives yeah, the illusion that you're in a life drawing class. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. And that sort of skill uh, will always like be useful to like, no matter what kind of uh, pursuit you have in drawing. Like even if you like, like to draw realistically or cartoony, that skill will always come in handy, in my opinion. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I agree. Uh, we got a bunch of really good questions on Twitter, and I would love to dig into them. Uh, first, from at Eric Toller, they asked, do you primarily work in Clip Studio Paint or Photoshop when you're working with character designs for TV animation? Mm. Oh, that's a fun question, because I've... This year, I made uh, a full transition to Clip Studio Paint, uh, actually. Nice. Because, uh, yeah, I used to work in Photoshop all the time. Uh, it's, you know, it's the, it's the standard. It's the industry standard. Uh, it's what most artists come across first when they just, uh, when they first start drawing digitally. But, yeah, my, uh, Clip Studio is just, I don't know. <laughs> it's so much better in every way it, like it's so artist friendly uh, in its interface updates and like most of all price pricing yes. uh, it's a one-time buy yes. uh, i don't want to sound like an ad right now but yeah it's a, a one-time <laughs> buy and you have it forever no that's, <laughs> we need that sponsorship <laughs> i really agree like i start i i just like wiped my computer recently and literally asked twitter like what should i get because i'm tired of getting the subscription and also i'm tired of having adobe cloud constantly running in the background of my computer eating away all my memory so that's kind of what you can turn that you, off yeah you can i'm just like you know listen i'm not i'm not computer it is savvy. yeah it's not great <laughs> and oh right and so clip studio paint people recommended that and i really i really like it i think it has like a lot of really cool stuff like the pen stabilizer i was like dang this is great <laughs> you can make this like beautiful lines much more easily Exactly. Is that like where if you like hold it, it'll kind of adjust as you draw it? It's kind of like, how would you describe it? Uh, I don't know if I use the pen stabilizers that much. Actually. Oh, really? Okay. That's uh, funny. Because like when I, for example, for me, that was something that when I try to do, because I, I, I do storyboards, so I don't really do character design. But, um, and one of the reasons is because I'm like, doing these like clean lines is so hard i am so used to drawing rough but like in clip studio paint you can kind of like adjust the stabilizer and so if you draw a curve it will kind of automatically kind of predict your curve and it's gonna just kind of keep it straight um so yeah it's not so it's not like wiggling oh, yeah, that's, yeah that's really nice it's, 
It's really yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. Oh, is it like when you drew in Flash? A little bit, yes. Uh, where it sort of corrects your lines for a you. A little bit, except in Flash, it was kind of intrusive, but in Clip Studio Paint, it works uh, surprisingly yeah. well. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Flash is like, you either have to draw fast or you have to correct it after the fact, but if you go yeah. slow, it's not gonna do it. So that's uh, that's a nice feature. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people have been making the jump to away from Photoshop, and I don't blame them. It's it's like it's not very good. It's really bloated. Yeah, bloated, and yes, uh, I know it gets keep getting more bloated with every update. I feel like uh, probably yeah. Well, it's trying to do a million different things, right? Like it's uh, this show is just the Adobe hate. <laughs> <laughs> every every episode, um, but yeah, it's like meant for so many different things that it just makes it so hard to understand. Yeah, yeah. I just think it's so unfair to young artists as well. Uh, now that digital art is kind of the norm, and with Photoshop being the face of digital art, uh, naturally a lot of newcomers will flock to it. Uh, but I don't think the way Adobe has set things up uh, are good enough, as opposed to Clip Studio. Uh, and yeah, you know, artists are already struggling enough, so I don't think they should have to worry about just being able to afford uh, or maintain these essential tools. Yeah, exactly. And also, like, I don't know, I feel like the only subscriptions they have are like very geared towards um, picture editing and like like video editing. So it doesn't feel like Photoshop is like geared towards uh, illustrators anymore. Uh, kind of, like, I don't know. That's kind of like my feeling with it. It doesn't feel like very illustrator friendly, at least not as much as like Clip Studio Paint, which when you like, when you look at the basic features, you're like, oh, this is the software to make comics or illustrations in. Yeah. Uh, we got another question from at Flippy Super. What are details of character designs that are important to you, but not a lot of people talk about? Oh, that's a good question. That not a lot of people talk about. What do people talk about in character design? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, people usually talk about like, you know, try to keep your like, you know, your characters varied and distinct. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, make sure to <laughs> have your characters work in like from all perspectives. Mm -hmm. But I'm not something that not a lot of people talk about. Is there anything that specific to Owl House that you've kind of absorbed into your own work that maybe wasn't there before? Oh yeah, there's there's a lot of stuff from Owl House that I learned. Yeah, I guess one. Yeah, I mean, I guess we could talk about that, like how. Yeah, with the Owl House, when I first started out, I did still draw like my characters in a pretty graphic way. I wasn't like. A, thinking uh, about how they would like turn out, uh, look like in when they were made into turnarounds. Sure. Because I think it's very important to, uh, even if you're just making like the initial uh, front facing pose that you have to try to imagine what, what that character is gonna look like from behind and from profile too. And that's something that I think I got a lot better at uh, as I've been working on Aulas uh, to think in a more, how should I say, like volumetric mm -hmm. way. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Is that something you learn more from, like, was that something that you were being given notes on or did you just kind of see the work uh, being put into the show and adjust along the way? Uh, yeah, it was definitely more from, yeah, me studying the work of my peers and realizing okay. like oh i need to step up like uh, <laughs> i need to change the way i'm doing things and the same goes for like how i used to do my line art like um, my clean lights i definitely have gotten a lot better at that through the owl house and also like my line economy has improved too like i've been able mm -hmm. to how should I say, like, tell more with less. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's just a big part of, I think, just growing as an artist is you start to realize you don't need to have as many lines and as much detail. <laughs> like, you just, you can get across a lot with, with very mm -hmm. little. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah, these are things that you, like, uh, that people don't always, like, 
talk about, uh, but it's something that you learn along the way, I should say. Definitely. Yeah, line yeah. economy is one I don't think we've really talked about much. Sort of related to that, at Nathaniel Foga asked, what's a character you enjoyed designing for the most? I guess we can keep it to Dallas. Uh, if we're going with season one, it would probably be uh, one of the first designs I did, which is the Warden uh, from episode one. Uh, mm-hmm. I had a lot of fun uh, exploring that character. Uh, I think my favorite parts uh, of the character design process is always like the exploring part, like the visual development part, where you just like uh, shoot out a bunch of ideas to see what sticks. I always, I always like refer to that uh, stage like as the honeymoon phase mm-hmm. of a design. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. And if we, there's one design uh, from season two. I guess I should draw it. Maybe that's easier. Yeah. Yeah, please. Okay, so this this one background character from season two, uh, he's featured in a new city called Latissa. Uh, he's just a background character that like just <laughs> walks past the main character in like one scene, but uh, mm-hmm. I, I really like how he turned out. It's this sort of dog-like thing with big lips and horns. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Yeah, there's probably a lot of fun incidentals in that show. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. It must be like a really fun show to work on, like as a designer. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, I feel like I've been really spoiled to have mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, like the Aulas as my first real uh, d- design job, because uh, it's like uh, I already like drawing demons and witches like on my free time, and then they were like approached me and was like, "Oh, do you want to do this like full time?" <laughs> How did they reach out, by the way? Email or like DMs? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's kind of a funny story, actually. Uh, I was reached out by Dana, mm-hmm. uh, the creator, uh, through a Twitter DM. And she said, hey, uh, I just wanted to check to make sure, but uh, I sent you an email like uh, a week ago uh, asking if you want to do like some freelance work on an animated pitch I want to do for Disney. Uh, so yeah, I just wanted to ask if you're interested or not, because you haven't answered. <laughs> and I was like, what, what email? Uh, <laughs> so I went to Gmail and like checked my junk mail. And yeah, Gmail had oh, put no. her... Uh, what? <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah, crazy. <exactly>. Wow. <laughs> so I was like, oh yeah, th- thanks Gmail. Thanks for... The, the hard yeah <laughs> so i was like yeah uh, of course i want to like uh, do uh, freelance designs uh, yeah for your project God, that sucks uh, and yeah so uh, it started out with some very early yeah it was before the show was greenlit so it started out with some very early explorations for what the main characters and uh, the townspeople uh, could look like and like a month after, I think, uh, I was approached uh, yeah, by Dana and Disney again, and they said that the show had been greenlit, uh, and they asked if I wanted to work full-time. That is so cool. That's awesome. Uh, that ties into the next question from at Jelly Moon Draws. Hi, Matt. Matthew, is it difficult working as a character designer remotely, like with the time differences and not having anyone right there to advise you in person? And they say they will most likely have to work remotely if they eventually get a job. And these are two things that they're anxious about. <laughs> I'm a bit... Oof. I'm rusty uh, when talking for this long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're, you're doing, doing great. great. Especially in English. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's also really interesting, too. Because, like, you know, like, you, you do you feel like you speak English often? No. I mean, I write a lot of English, but that's not the same as speaking. Yeah. Uh, sure, it's different. And I've noticed, like... Uh, when I download, downloaded Audacity, I, you know, I started recording myself just to check uh, if the audience was all right. Uh, and I noticed that, like, I stumble upon my words a lot. And I, yeah, I do a lot of pausing to think, like, that's fine. what words to say. That's why we have an editor. Shout out to Clem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry, editor. <laughs> no, this is really no, cool. No, no. Like, I think it ties into the question of, like, you know, working remote and you know like being anxious about working from you know for like a whole other continent (laughs) so yeah i I would say there's definitely uh 
a lot of things to overcome when you work remotely. Uh, I mean, I haven't had any real studio jobs to compare what those experiences are like, but I've still felt yeah, the difficulties of uh, working from Sweden. Uh, yeah, for one, the time zones. I think it's nine, a nine hour difference uh, between us and the US. So there's a lot of late meetings and whenever I want feedback on something or like want to talk to my directors, it has to be like at uh, seven or like yeah 10 p.m. Mm. Yeah, it's good that they're working with you on that, though. Like, it's good that they're flexible that way. Yeah, I'm really grateful, of course, to that uh, I'm able to work uh, remotely. But yeah, <laughs> like I said, it comes with difficulties, too. Uh, sure, sure. And yeah, time zones are definitely one, definitely one of them. If at least if you're working uh, full time, uh, it's not much of a problem if you're just doing like a couple of freelance assignments, because uh, then it's just like uh, two or three emails. Like, oh, here's the assignment. Like, uh, you you draw it and you send it back, and they're like, okay, change this, and then you're done. Mm-hmm. But yeah, in a full time job, it's. Uh, a lot more it's a it's a lot more interactive yeah for sure if you know what i mean yeah yeah totally yeah 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 it's like you yeah. do you feel like you're on call a little bit that you have to be like available uh at any kind of like given time just to kind of like be able to address notes and stuff uh yeah i definitely felt like that uh, a lot of times because uh there are uh, a lot of times when we get like these emergency mm. uh, designs that like, oh, we need to finish this like this week. So even if I'm not like working, if I'm not like currently working uh, at the evening, I'm still like ready for that email to arrive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like this is something that's kind of tricky when you, you know, like as an artist, sometimes it's like, like the actual time that you work is not that much but knowing that you have to stick around your computer just in case there's an email sometimes that can be like really tricky i think it's not like every show but some some shows are like depending on the project sometimes it can be like that yeah but uh, yeah i'm not complaining much like because uh, yeah i'm still grateful that i'm able to do it uh, and i'm i was sort of expecting i don't know <laughs> yeah that it would be that way yeah yeah yeah, that it would be that way, and uh, I'm a bit of a night owl anyway, so it didn't sure. affect me that much. Uh, yeah, it worked out good. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, I would like to try eventually to work uh, in a studio, though, because you do feel like you're missing out on a lot uh, when you're working remotely. Because I, I imagine it's a whole different thing to present your work through emails or like through uh, meetings and being their person rather than just like sending an email and getting like a thumbs up <laughs> yeah totally i mean that's been the thing all the past well god almost two yeah. years now right <laughs> but it's like it's like yeah we can do the work and it's fine and that's good that now there's these opportunities for people outside of the country or even just like in a different state you know like it's it's uh it was impossible to get remote work for so long in uh, animation but now there's a lot more opportunities however yeah it's it's not the same like being in the studio i i really miss working in in the studio and like running into people like being able to chat for an hour with somebody else somebody that you don't live with every day you know um so that's that's the that's the downside of everyone being remote Mm, yeah uh, we had a question from at se core gt. What is the hardest part of being a character designer? The hardest part of being a character designer. I mean, designing the characters. I guess. <laughs> the whole the whole job. Yeah, I guess the whole Just job. The job itself. <laughs> yeah, I get well, that. Well, do you actually like to do post boards design better, or doing pre uh, board designs like? you know oh yeah that's interesting oh do you mean which one of those are like the most difficult yeah which one is the most difficult which ones do you like the best and like how much do you get to do of each of those 
do you get to do more uh, post boards or like do you get to do more like pre? Uh, definitely more post boards. Uh, uh, yeah, because that's where most of the character design meet is in. <laughs> that's when you need to like, yeah, design turns for every character that appears and like make or you need to clean up shots for right like overseas yeah yeah make them into special process but my favorite part is the pre-board stuff like because that's the visual development stuff uh, like i talked about earlier Mm -hmm. uh, where i just like to get to (laughs) go ham and like just explore a bunch of Mm -hmm. and the aulas is a show too where i can be very free what should I say? Like very, yeah. I get a lot of freedom exploring those ideas. Mm-hmm. They trust me enough, like to uh, come up with cool demons ideas and stuff. Mm-hmm. Was a little dog person guy that you drew like a a pre board or a plus board design? Uh, that's a pre uh, pre board design. Nice. Uh, that's just like they. <laughs> Yeah, we have we have a new whole city, and we need like a bunch of different uh, new citizens to fill that city with, uh, so that uh, you know the board artist has something to work with. Uh, That's awesome! I love that. And and I think those those were like yeah, some of my all time favorite designs, because uh, I got got so much freedom, and I don't think a single one needed like any revisions or anything. They were just like, oh yeah, it's good oh, to wow. go. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Do you have any future goals for what you want to do? Like you mentioned, you do have some projects uh, that you're interested in working on. Do you feel comfortable talking about that or is that a secret? Um, no, I can't talk about that because there's not really much to talk about. Uh, I don't have any big projects uh, planned. I have lots of ideas, like, uh, but then again, who doesn't? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But yeah, nothing uh, planned right now. Right now, I just want to focus on getting better at my profession and I don't know, just art in general. Because uh, I feel like I'm, let's see, like I'm very proud of the work that I've done and the projects that I've been involved in, involved in mm-hmm. so far and like the following I've gained. Uh, but I also feel like these past few years, uh, working more closely with the industry and all, uh, has revealed a lot of my weaknesses. Mm. And some of those, or some of these weaknesses, I have been able to deal with as I like as I'm working. You know, for example, like the line economy, or like uh, yeah, getting better at cleanup. But there are others other weaknesses that I feel I need to give my uh, full attention and time in order to tackle properly. Uh, So like, I don't know, one plan I have, like once I uh, go on break again, is I want to try to attend one of those like online classes, online art classes for specific things, you know, like, art classes for learning perspective and backgrounds or sure. uh, color design and that sort of stuff. Oh, interesting. Yeah, because you're because I, I I feel like your line work and your character design work is like so professional. I was like, wow, I'm really inspired to hear that you're always like trying to get better. <laughs> uh, when you say like background and color, is it because this is something that you would kind of want to try out as well? Like, would you want to try out being like a background designer uh, i'm not sure if i want to like pursue like background art professionally but i definitely want to learn it just for my own art mm. like i want to be able to yeah create that for myself i want to be able to make full illustrations because those are the types of like i don't know full illustrations are like the type of work that i'm able to look back at and appreciate mm-hmm. even though i feel like i've evolved i can still like appreciate the work that went into uh, a full illustration mm. but it's not the same with just like uh, sketches and characters against a white background <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah sure yeah no i know what you mean yeah well it's good to to absorb other bits of information it all ends up going towards something right like every new thing you learn it all informs the others and so. exactly exactly so yeah even if i yeah want to uh, pause character design and like focus on like yeah environments i feel like yeah the 
info I will gain from backgrounds will uh, strengthen my character designs as well. Yeah, totally. Um, is there anything you want to plug while you're on the show or anything you want to promote? I don't have much, you know, except for my Twitter and Tundra, I guess. Yeah, yeah tell us about your Twitter. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can follow me at uh, Inside Macha. Yeah, I think it's the same address for my Tumblr as well. It's Inside Macha. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> it's a yeah, it's a weird address. I I got it from <laughs> the backstory behind it is I got it from uh, Xbox uh, Xbox Live. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, because uh, I couldn't get Matt Macha or like Macha Kusan because they were like both taken already. So Xbox oh. started like suggesting uh, yeah. their own like, <laughs> oh, maybe maybe you'd like uh, Dragon Macha or like <laughs> Epic. Oh, you should have been Epic, Dragon Macha. <laughs> Epic Macha. And then there was like in, Inside Macha. And I was like, Inside Macha. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't even know like what should've it means. Should have done Epic. <laughs> Should have done epic mature. That sounds great. No, that's all right. Inside dragon mature. <laughs> epic. Inside epic dragon. dragon. Epic. Epic inside dragon mature. But yeah, do so all of them. Funny. There was something just like about inside mature that just stuck with me, uh, <laughs> and I started using. Yeah. It. Yeah. No, it's yeah. catchy. All our names are weird, right? I I used to be uh, when I first started doing stuff. My first Flash series that I did was called Hyperboy. And my name was Hyperboy everywhere. And I think around college time, I think it was when I started Tumblr and using other like Twitter and other platforms. I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> I like I was like, I do not want to be in my 20s and then 30s and still have to be uh, going by Hyperboy everywhere. <laughs> so I'm yes. glad I, I I pivoted hard away from that. Um, but my DeviantArt's still around. It's so hard. Oh, so funny. Yeah, it's very, it's very difficult to use in a professional space. <laughs> yeah, uh, those kind of yeah, like no. old internet nicknames. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's so funny. Sure. It's so true. I feel like I don't know. Unless you're, I don't know. I feel like, like you're, you're well inside my chair is like it feels professional. It doesn't feel because there's like your name in it, I guess. So you know, <laughs> it doesn't feel like too crazy. Yeah, it's not like I don't know. Yeah, epic dragon. Slayer 99. <laughs> Epic Dragon Slayer 99. Hello, hello, That's Epic Dragon. That's my artist name. <laughs> yeah. I, I can just like imagine the emails like, hello, Epic Dragon 69. Like, we like to approach you for freelance yeah. work. Are you available? <laughs> somebody has had to do that, right? Like, somebody has a ridiculous uh, handle and the employer had to type it out. Because they didn't know that. Like that's definitely happened somewhere. I don't know. I don't know. With like, um, would would you think with like an actual studio, or would you say with like, uh, like maybe like, oh wait, uh, I mentioned before like, uh, we wrap up or anything. You said you work with in video games a little bit. Is that right? Uh, yeah, just a tiny bit, not much. Uh, I would say. Uh, I did some uh, assets for like uh, a mobile game uh, called Lit, uh, and I also did like. Uh, uh, a bit of promotional art for tribute games for one of their games called Curses and oh, Chaos. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah. That was gorgeous. Oh, you yeah. Remember? What was that? Uh, <laughs> I do. I do remember that. Well, oh, I yeah. like tribute. I, I, I follow, I follow what they do. Ah, nice. Because um, it's good stuff. But yeah, I remember that. Uh, doing uh, design for animation and for games different. I feel like I'm not experienced enough in actually, you know, game concept art to mm. uh, probably properly like compare the two uh <laughs> that's fine gotcha just just uh dip your but maybe the in. game company but would have like reached out to you if you were called uh epic dragon slayer 99 so they were like <laughs> maybe yeah you got you got to change it you got to change your name then you get more and you get more uh video game play. Yeah, i mean <laughs> i've always been interested in video games though uh for a long time, I wanted to be a concept artist, even though I didn't like fully know what that entailed. Uh, but you know, I've been inspired by video games for a long time. Like stuff like Wind Waker uh, has been like a yeah. super big influence on me uh, artistically. It's like a big reason why I still draw, uh, you know, characters with big melon heads and like small <laughs> stick mm-hmm. bodies. I love Wind Waker. Yeah, it's so cute. Do, uh, Animal Crossing at all? 
Uh, no, I never got into Animal Crossing. Uh, I'm kind of afraid to get into it because it seems super <laughs> addictive. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm the kind of person, once I get into a game, I like just uh, start playing it nonstop. Uh, yeah yeah i'm the yeah same. me the too that's why i don't I play it. a lot of video games because i know i i'm i keep saying like i'll play breath of the wild and i never do because i'm like if i do i am losing a month yeah it'll consume your exactly. life because i know it's like, like it's typically like the kind of game that i love it's like casual enough that it's not too hard for me because i'm not like the hardcore gamer and it's got all the little fun stuff like cooking and taking pictures and yeah. all that and and the fights and i'm like no i am gonna my entire life no, it'll, yeah. it'll destroy you do it over all holidays start yeah. doing it over the holiday you know treat yourself yeah i that was uh stardew valley for me because i was like this will be a problem i know if I start. yeah and so i like didn't touch it and then there was a moment where i like really needed a break and i needed something to just like turn my brain off and played it for like two months straight i don't know it was it was nice did you play stardew it's, it's valley good. after i started drawing shane no that was before okay that. yeah <laughs> No, you did not. You're, Shane was not the reason for me to play Stardew. Anymore. That's so uh, funny. Cool. Well, that's the end of this creative block. Matt, thanks for being our guest and sharing your story. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me. And thanks to your listeners. Follow us on Twitter. It's at Creative Block, Creative Without the Vowels, where we ask for drunk prompts and questions to ask our guests. Huge thanks to my sister Clements for editing the podcast. If you love our show, then support us on Patreon. Becoming a patron gets you early access to interviews as well as bonus episodes. Click the link in the description of this episode. I've been your host, Gene. And I was B. Keep being creative, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.